Yeah. I have your Christmas birthday present already. I have to wrap it. Give it to you. Bruh, why are you so early, man? No, because it's actually a sentimental thing. It's something that I have that I feel like is more meaningful to you. So I'm I'm gonna give that to you. It's like a sentimental gesture thingy. Does it does it mean <laughs> I'm a bad friend when I say that I don't know what to get you? <laughs> no, I feel like that's like a very normal thing when people like think about me with presents. Like no one really knows what to get me because like all the stuff I could need, like I or like I kind of already have and I don't want more. Like yeah. So yeah, so I don't I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to get you. Nothing's gonna beat my I don't nothing's gonna beat my 2019 Christmas gift, which will which will be left um un, unspecified. Wait, I've I've received that, right? Yes, yes, because you were there when I bought it. You oh yeah, my <laughs> I said it was gonna go unspecified. <laughs> everyone welcome to this week's newest episode of older but not smarter i'm danny and i'm here with eric eric and this week we're going to be tackling the topic of grief because as dg said we've been we haven't had we haven't tackled anything sad lately so yeah so we're gonna bring it back down Bring the mood a little bit <laughs> down Merry, here, where I Merry stand. Co- Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> um, yeah. So, as we always do, we'll start with a definition. Are you ready, audience at home? <laughs> DG's favorite. DG's favorite yeah. part of the podcast: the definition. <laughs> okay. Um. So, grief is defined uh, as deep sorrow especially if it's caused by someone's death. Mm, wow, that's interesting. It, yeah. it, it was really specified that um, it's caused by someone's death. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so I, I didn't know that grief was specifically because of like a death. I thought it was just something that's very sad, like something sad that happened to you. So I had to, you know, reconstruct my questions to center around death and loss. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if it's possible to still grieve, but there's no loss. Although right now... I mean, it is I, just I, sorrow, so just like deeply sad. Yeah, but, yeah, but I was going to say that right now I can't really think of... Every time we say we, we're grieving, it's usually related to a, a loss, Death. right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, the, even like, you know, uh, you've been through this, like uh, losing, losing a pet, you know, you're grieving... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. losing a loved one, you're grieving. So yeah, it's always yeah. Um, it's usually related to loss, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna start us off strong with Eric. What is the most significant loss you suffered through in life? Wow, aren't we aren't we gonna like wade in the kiddie pool first and then go <laughs> to the deep end? Olympic diving board, like seventy feet into the pool. So yeah, so I'm gonna go off the deep end, watch mm-hmm. as I dive in, and mm-hmm. I'll never hit the ground. The ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
deepest grief that uh, it's probably the latest one but i think but i think it's the latest ones always that seem to be to seem to hit the the most i'm not sure but i think yeah i i think the latest one because so uh the latest loss that i had is my grandmother and uh my grandmother has always been someone who is close to me like i remember back when i was a kid this is my grandmother on my mother's side and i remember back when i was a kid she would uh i would be left with her and she would be the one to like babysit me whenever my mom would have to like go somewhere or anything like that so oh that's really uh, special yeah yeah and she was she was also the last living um grandparent that i had so and i oh and at the same time i think the reason why it's um the one that hits hardest for me was she died during um she died during the pandemic um mm -hmm. and so unlike all the other deaths that i've experienced in my family we didn't have you know we didn't really have time to mourn her we didn't you know there was no there was no burial process nothing like that so it was just she died at night she was cremated um the next night that's it it was just like that oh gosh yeah so yeah that was pretty like you know we were all like pretty shaken like and then like you know one minute she was there then the next minute she's gone and that was it so i think that was yeah that, that's probably the the hardest it's not like it's not like other deaths you know especially in the philippines if you if you know how we do like funerals in the philippines you know there's like what there's like three days before uh um three days before the person is buried and then you know the coffin is at church or whatever and people come over to pay their respects and all that so we never had that with my with my grandmother how about you dg um well my most significant loss wasn't like a human being right <laughs> i'm gonna i think i know who it is yeah yeah it, it was my my dog riley mm -hmm. that was the most painful loss i've suffered i mean i don't wanna i mean can you compare it like like because a dog is the dogs are meaningful in, in a different way just because like you can't communicate with them verbally doesn't mean you don't communicate with them at all like dogs understand mm, yeah. animals understand you yeah and um it, it was difficult for rosie because you know she was sick you know she got seizures it was unexpected and she was you mean riley right oh no that oh riley I said riley riley no, riley no 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 riley, so riley, riley. my dog that passed away is named was was named riley she was a beagle um, she was yeah, so cute her, she was the absolute so, cutest yeah um but yeah she passed away after like three days of being hospitalized um she like started having seizures mm. we took her to like the hospital and then they're like oh we need to put her on an icu on in the icu and what really sucked because she was in the icu we couldn't really be with her when she really needed us and it was difficult because you know she, she couldn't eat she was just throwing up all the time she died of kidney failure and if you have an animal that goes through that it sucks and chances of survival are quite low unless you're very very loaded 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was painful because you can tell she just wanted to like, didn't understand what was happening to her. She just wanted to hang out with us and her body physically wasn't letting her do that. Mm. Um, yeah. And signing a do not resuscitate form was. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause you know, like in the hospital, you have to decide like, are we going to save this animal's life or not? And um, you know, I talked to my dad and he's like, it's best not to let the dog suffer. And we, we, we calculated like all the risk is if we did like do like a blood transfusion, I think there was like a 30% chance of survival. And even then she wouldn't really have a normal life. She would just be like medicated a lot of the time. Yeah. And she's a beagle and she's still very young, like about almost three years old. And they're very active and that wouldn't be a life for like a young dog where she can't really get her heart rate up or right. go outside. So it's insane though. I yeah, didn't realize we, that Riley was just three. Two years and nine months. Two? Oh. Two years oh. and nine months. She is a couple months short of her third birthday. So yeah, that was the most painful loss I've ever experienced. And I think if I, I remember correctly, this was this was this was a time when the pandemic was still going on and fortunately the vets were open when No, no, no that um, was Fifi. I, I also I lost oh, Fifi during right, right. the pandemic. Riley was pre-pandemic. Oh, okay. Um, 2017. Okay, okay. 2018, 2017. I'm not sure. Wow, pretty I was long still in ago already. But yeah, it was, I thought like I, I'm the kind of person who could like manage and compartmentalize their emotions well, but like I would go to class and I couldn't be in class. I would just break down crying. And then all my friends are like, you know, just go, go be with your dog. This is like really hard for you. I didn't yeah. think it would be that hard, but it was especially hard. Mm. And then, yeah, I, th yeah, yeah, I think you can, later. because, sorry, uh, I just want to say yeah. uh, that I think because there is still that there's an emotional attachment that happens that's why you uh, that's why you grieve i mean you love riley so like saying mm -hmm. that oh you can't compare it to like losing a grandparent or losing a person because mm -hmm. they're a person and then it's a dog i mean you can love a person as much as you love a dog so if you love if you love him that much if you love him the same amount then it just goes to um you know, it's just, yeah, you would grieve them uh, that much as well. You'd grieve as much as you would uh, yeah. when you lose, like, uh, a loved one who's a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think what Eric was mentioning earlier about, you know, going to the hospital in the pandemic, that was my cat, Fifi, who similarly died of the same kind of sickness, but, like, years later. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it yeah. ever, like... Was it ever like a contagious disease or something, or it was just no? Um, because what? Because Riley was like relatively healthy, but I think we think actually she got that sort of sickness when we put her up in a dog hotel when we went to the Philippines on vacation. Like, so mm -hmm. she caught a tick at the dog hotel, and that tick transferred the sickness into her blood, and then Ooh. by the time we came back, like. I noticed like she was having trouble eating. And then, so I asked the vet, I was like, uh, something wrong with her. And then he kind of misdiagnosed her for a long time. It's like, Oh, just switch her food or things like this. And right. That. So I could have been like 
helping her get through what she had, but she was misdiagnosed. So by the time, like, you know, we found out what she actually had, she was already having seizures. It was way too late. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, Is that Rosie? That's Rosie. Rosie's Oh, Rosie's whimpering. Rosie Aww. doesn't, I think Rosie can tell him kind of sad talking about Riley's death. Aww. I don't like talking about it because it's really, it was, it, yeah. yeah it's, it was a painful time in my life. It's, but now it's I have a new dog. <laughs> yep. At least Rosie is there too. You know, at least you have someone to comfort you. No, it's interesting. I just want to say, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I was talking with someone and then they were telling me that they also had this dog who was also misdiagnosed by a vet. I think, oh. I think not just one vet. And it was like two vets. And, and the thing about it, it was this dog was not able to walk anymore and stuff like that. And then um, it was, and then they, and then they finally realized that, oh, wait, this is serious. This is not actually just like some sort of, the diagnosis was something like minimal, like what they did with Riley with you, right? They just, oh, just change your food, something like that. And then I Mm -hmm. was like, wow, the vets are like, well, sort of incompetent here, (laughs) guess. Yeah. Freaking terrible. Yeah. Or they're just, they're just very like flippant about, oh, it's, you know, it's whatever. Okay, well, anyways, that, that was a tangent. Yes, DG, next question. Okay. Um, favorite memory with the one you lost? Ooh, with my grandma? Yeah. Uh, I remember back when I, yeah, back when I was a kid. So my grandparents aren't, um, my grandparents weren't wealthy. They lived, uh, they lived, uh, beside the railroad tracks which in the philippines um that's um, cool yeah which in the philippines everyone knows is the slum area um and um when my when my parent uh when my mom would drop me off there because you know there were times when she would have to go into the city to do stuff and all that and then i would say that i i still have like i still have like vague memories of their place there and then you know playing on the railroad tracks and for some reason i don't know i don't know how we did it but everyone knew when there was going to be trains coming i don't know how the the railroad tracks were active and these trains were uh, were fast they were legit quick okay and i was like i don't know i was like three four years old during that time and then i would play on the railroad tracks with the you know with, with with the kids over there and we would know, we would, we would just know, like, like the trains wouldn't come when we were playing, but every time we would be taking a nap in the afternoon, it would be like, boom. and it would real, it would literally like shake the house. Um, when, um, when we, uh, when you were there and, uh, I remember they had this like big, like ridiculously big well outside. And hmm. this well was like, like pitch black, like. It was so scary. Like looking down, you can't see the bottom. That's how dark it was. And yet we that's where we took a bath. That's we that's where, you know, it was it, it was memories it was memories like that where uh when we had um when I stayed uh with them. And then back when uh when I was um a little bit older, whenever I would go home to the Philippines, she would stay with us uh over uh at home and 
yeah, when I finally like got a job and was able to like, you know, um, was able to like maybe treat her and all that for like uh, to to eat out and all that. That was um, those were some those were some good times. I I unfortunately, um, it was unfortunately short though. I would have loved to have treated her to more stuff. You know, taking her out to do more things. But uh, the last time I think we saw each other was twenty. Was when we met. Um, when we met in the Philippines, December twenty nineteen. Yep. So, yeah. uh, so thankfully she was able to still um, uh, meet me, and that was I was actually the last person in my family to have seen her, because yeah, was that, yeah yeah I was. So yeah, I, I wish I I wish there would have been more time. Um, we could have spent like eating or maybe traveling because we were plan we were all planning like oh let's go travel around in the Philippines because we haven't um, done that before. We actually had a plan to go to the movie theater once because she she's a fan of this like um of this celebrity in the Philippines and I'm like you know what you know what night come on let's go let's go to the let's go to the cinema let's watch. <laughs> That's really sweet. Mm. how about you dg what's your favorite uh what do you miss most about riley i I mean if you know my pets now they're the the pets i have now aren't very cuddly but riley was very (laughs) cuddly even from when she was like really young um but like one of my favorite memories with her was just when she was like a puppy like literally i think the day i got her so so she was like eight weeks, tiny little thing. So right. I, she was like sleeping in a like a crated area beside my bed. And then I think in the middle of the night at one point, she was like kind of clawing up because she wanted to come on the bed with me. So I was like, you know what? All right, fine. I'll let you. And I would just rest her right here near on my neck and she would just cuddle Aww. by my neck and, and sleep there. And I she think was that, that was my small. favorite moment. That small. And so like, the, like, yeah, I know. And so that was like probably one of my favorite moments with Riley. And like, I remember because my friend told me like, oh, if you sleep next to your dog, like your dog will know to move if you're moving around so they don't get squashed. And I remember. So I was like, OK, really? I'll trust, you know, and that's why. And that's why I let Riley stay on my, my chest and like near my neck, because I was like, OK, if I move, she'll know. And I just remember waking up like in the middle of the night and Riley was kind of almost falling over. <laughs> I, was like, herself. I was like no 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 come here this is why i like put her back into her little crated area but yeah i miss those moments and riley loved to like sleep by my side when she got bigger and when i'd be mm. studying for exams she didn't really care how long i studied she would just stay there with me by my feet or like on the couch beside me kim doesn't care how long she'll just mind her own business rosie doesn't care either but riley 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 was Kim my is, buddy. She would always... Kim, Kim, Kim is a diva, man. Kim is a diva. Kim takes after my mom 110%. Kim <laughs> does not care if I live or die. Kim is my other dog, by the way. Technically Wait. my mom's dog. Wait, are you saying that your mom doesn't care whether you live or die? Uh, my mom cares, but Kim doesn't, I think. <laughs> that's just, that's, so I just wanted to context, clarify that. Yeah, my mom cares if I live or die. But yeah, for context, Kim was gifted to me when I was 13. But I didn't really like know how to take care of a dog yet. And also, I feel like Kim didn't really like me. 
<laughs> and so she kind of just <laughs> like she got attached to my mom and that's why I say Riley was like my first dog even though Kim was technically my first dog because Riley was like really actually mine like, right. I took care of her and she bonded with me and she was attached to me and meanwhile Rosie just wants to run around and ruin everything yeah but you know what Rosie and I are making progress she sleeps on the foot of my bed now nice she doesn't really move because she, she moves when I move. She doesn't like people, like, when the bed shifts. And I, like, mm. toss and turn a lot. So if I just stay very still, she'll stay on the bed with me. But one little turn, and she's like, you know what? You move I'm too out. much, and she moves too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. But, you know, progress. Like, I think she was on the bed with me for, like, 15 minutes last night, which I'm pretty happy about. So do you just spend a lot of nights, like, on the bed? Like, don't move, don't move, don't move, or Rosie's going to Yeah, move. I'm pretty much just trying to get her to, like... <laughs> Stay on the bed with me. <laughs> so, so you spend a lot of a lot of hours just awake, just trying, like. like they still, they still, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! All right. Okay. Um, what are your go-to coping mechanisms when you're grieving? Oh, hmm. I have to say, I don't. I haven't had like I haven't grieved someone where it took me a long time to grieve them because um i mean i i mean as a christian i uh i believe that you know death isn't the 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 final thing so there's that comfort for me but also just for me like in terms of like whenever i've lost whenever yeah when i when i lost my grandmother when i lost my my uncle who was who we did not expect to lose at all there's that sort of like acceptance almost immediately that well yeah that's it they're um they're gone and i'm not going to be able to see them anymore that doesn't mean i don't miss them that doesn't mean there are times when i go about my day and i miss them i remember i remember that um i remember when my uncle um when my uncle died and just to put it in a bit of context, excuse me. <clears throat> um, just to put it in a bit of context, um, my the uncle who died was unexpected because he was the youngest. He's the youngest of my uh, my mother's siblings, and he was like forty something. And they were how how many siblings are they? They're like six siblings. So it's really unexpected. And he died of a um, he died of a heart attack. If it was a heart attack or a stroke, so um, and I and I remember that that happened, and like I like the next day or a few days after that, or I think I I don't know, maybe it was um after he was buried already. I remember like just remembering him, and re because he was very funny, he was he was uh he was a joker a lot and every time we would go home in the philippines we'd spend a lot of time together because he was always the guy who was driving us around he would always be the one driving us around so we'd always go on trips with him you know we'd always be with him and i remember just remembering that and i remember missing him and uh i was i think i was on a bus i think and i was and and i ended up like um tearing up a bit um but yeah, there there are moments like that. Not necessarily where I'm like where I cry, but there are moments where I remember them and I'm like, 
man, yeah, I, I really wish they were still here. But I've never had that that um that time where I really have to like um where I spend like weeks or like days just grieving them and really being in my feels. <laughs> is that uh, is that, yeah. is that right to say? Just just like mm-hmm. um just uh taking time to process and all that. I think maybe yeah because whenever someone tells me like I remember the the, the morning that my um that my uh, that my parents told me that oh, your um your grandmother has passed away and then I'm just like you know I just sat there and I'm like well that's it like I mean what I mean what what else what, I mean what else um uh could I do stuff like that and um and also like um I always just remind myself to also yeah okay I will um yeah I you know it's not healthy to not allow yourself to feel as cliche as that sounds like you know miss them and that's that's fine grieve them and that's fine but also I also remind myself that I uh I thank God for their life too I thank God that God gave them to uh made them a part of my life even um even if just for how many sets of uh how many set of years and all that so um yeah i would grieve i would miss them but then i would also say god thanks thank you for uh, letting them be a part of my life and thank you for their life so like gratitude that's your your like a coping mechanism for you to help mm. with the pain yeah uh i don't know you see the uh the thing about like coping <laughs> i don't know like the thing about coping mechanism is it, it kind of i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but it kind of sounds like okay i'm just gonna keep saying thank you and thank you until the pain goes away. <laughs> i don't know is that uh, maybe i just yeah didn't really word it, but like like what do you do to get through like right. grieving like yeah, it yeah, helps yeah. make it manageable usually because usually afterwards it's um I usually say that like afterwards already, like whenever, whenever it hits me that, oh, they're gone. That's it. Yeah. I guess I would. Oh yeah. I also, yeah, I guess, um, gratitude. I remind myself that, Hey, um, be grateful that they were part of your, uh, they were a part of your life instead of, instead of mourning the, instead of mourning the loss and yeah. And like, you know, longing for oh we could have had this you know we could have had that we could have had all that um mm-hmm. be thankful for the time that you actually had with them mm-hmm. oh, that's nice yeah. udg mm-hmm. aside from yeah. um aside from curling up on the bed and in a fetal position which we all Crying. do um no, when I'm grieving, actually, I I tend to be very productive. Like a lot of the uh, things that I've put off, like I'll do. Right. So I don't really think about how sad I am. You bury so yourself think, in the work. Yeah, like so I'll like you know reorganize my room, um, donate books, like donate clothes, things I've always wanted to get to but didn't. Um, just to keep your I mind off as well. Yeah, I write like because I know when my pets my pets died, I felt very guilty. So I, I wrote like a lot of letters to them, like right. 
saying like I was sorry. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's just like crying, and I would. I remember when Riley died, I like sniffed her collar, um, because it still smelled like her. Mm. Um, and like just kind of sit beside her little urn of ashes, and like talk to her and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a- I think smell hits you the hardest when you're grieving someone because like I feel like mm, olfactory yeah. senses are just triggers the memory centers of your brain. Yeah, really yeah. Intensely. So yeah, I would sniff her collar. And then at one point I remember like, oh, I, I shouldn't do this too much because what if the smell goes away and then I could never smell my dog again? So I would put it in the ziploc and like close it because like I didn't want to lose the way she smelled. So do you still have <sighs> it right now? I do. It's it's beside her little urn thing. Urn. We kept her um, collar and this little ball thing that she was biting a lot. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here in a bit and ask mm-hmm. like, was that process like of you like keeping yourself busy? Um, was it helpful or did you or was it uh, a thing where? you're just pushing the grief away and um, trying to, uh, how do you say? What's the word that I'm looking for? Trying to keep yourself busy so that you're not focused on the grief. Um, it wasn't really like that because if I wanted to like, I was still like, you know, letting myself cry now and again. Right. But the productivity was just a way to make sure that I wouldn't just sit in my grief. So right, I right. was, you know, doing other things. So it didn't cripple so it wasn't you, like, right? You were yeah, still doing productive yeah. stuff. I wasn't doing it to ignore my grief. It's just to mm. do, have something alongside the grief so that grief wasn't just my personality trait for the right. next. <laughs> I think that's a, I think what, what you're what you're saying is very important, I think. And I think it's a great distinction mm-hmm. because a lot of people think I mean, I would honestly, honestly for me, I would say that the first thing that came to my mind when you were when you were talking about you wanted to be more productive, the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, you're, you're probably just keeping like busy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you're denying that there's some, that you're feeling something, but mm-hmm. you know, to keep that suppressed, I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm just going to keep working. But then it's, it's mm-hmm. good that you made a distinction where you also still gave yourself space to grieve. Yeah. Like you're doing yeah. stuff like, Life goes on, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's how grieving is, right? Life, li- life continues yeah. anyway. So you, so you keep going, but you also still, um, you also still grieve. That's nice. I like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like especially with like loss of a pet, like especially with Riley's case where she was sick for a while, you give a lot of your time and energy and emotional energy to them, like while they're in the hospital and you're like looking after them and stuff. So when they pass away, you know, the productivity is like also giving time and energy back to myself. Where like, oh, I mm-hmm. should get this done and do this and that. So it was like a way of pouring love back into me in a sense. Right. Mm. Yeah. Because so much of it was given to Riley during her final week. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember those days. I remember talking with you like um like chatting with you and how you were up like a lot of there were a lot of late nights during those times yeah it was just hard to sleep and also um it's easier to visit her in the icu like at the end of the day 
when like yeah. the, the nurses and stuff weren't so busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you're grieving, do you feel like you can be transparent about it or do you hide it? Ooh. I gotta say no. I don't think I can be transparent about it. Especially when especially when the time that it hits. Um I usually I usually keep it to myself and I, I pro and I process it by myself. Oh, you see, there's uh I think uh, uh I think this is a sign of the what was that 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 previous question uh previous question of what you do when you're uh, uh when you're grieving. I mean it does still show that I'm grieving because I remember that my, my grandmother died. And um that Sunday I had to go and serve as uh you know on the worship team playing guitar and you know how you know how difficult it is to lead people like in worship <laughs> and be like you know let's be thankful for doing for uh let's be thankful for everything that, that god has done and just be like well someone yeah. just died uh, i mean you know i can imagine it's pretty difficult yeah. you know, to put a brave but, face on but um but but that's where I mean, this 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 goes into worship leading and all that, but that but that goes into like, okay, you're not leading from yourself. You're really leading from, um, it's really God giving you the ability to lead. But I remember like doing that, and I re- yeah, I I mean, it was very obvious that yeah, I was I was grieving that I was um, that I was sad, but I also remember like going through that uh, going through that worship service and going through that Sunday, like just being also like um, being thankful. So um yeah um wait sorry I I lost <laughs> I lost the original question. <laughs> um when you're grieving can you be transparent about it or do you uh, hide it? Yeah. There we go. So um yeah the reason why I say this is uh yeah I remember there were people who came up to me and they were just you know they they gave their um condolences and uh um I think but I didn't really like say anything. I didn't really talk to anyone. I processed. I processed it by myself. Usually, when that happens, it's um, I go through it uh, by myself. I don't. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's unhealthy. I'm not sure. I usually am able to talk about it afterwards. Like I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk about it afterwards. But during that time, I prefer. Um, I prefer going through it my. Uh, just by my own like processing my feelings by um by my by my lonesome <laughs> um yeah so that uh that's it for me um but yeah i'll talk about it afterwards but not like during do you feel like that's sort of inherent to your personality or is it just like mm. that thing where you feel like no one can help you process it or you you just don't want anyone's input or like why do you feel like you prefer to process grief and death on your own that's a very good question scared of being of the vulnerability of being so emotional in front of people or you just feel like you don't trust anyone enough to be vulnerable around them i don't know i mean I mean, I'm vulnerable with you. I'm vulnerable with you. Am I vulnerable with you? Do you think I'm vulnerable with you? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of you're, that's you're, a lot of words. <laughs> I mean, you you do tell me a lot of things. I don't think I've seen you in like an emotionally vulnerable state. Yeah. 
Although I, yeah. although I would say that even if I, I think even if I did talk about it, it wouldn't be me breaking down. I don't think I've had a lot of that. Um, because like I said, like when, when I, when I am grieving and when someone does, um, die, it's, it's rare for me to be like, oh my God, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, like, like be, um, be absolutely like broken down. I mean, yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll cry. Yeah. I'm going to cry, but I'm not going to be like, uh, broken down. And maybe some people will think that's very, you know, um, that's very callous. Maybe. I don't know. Because I, I I remember even like when my when my when my grandfather's died like my dad's dad and my mom's dad, I remember still cracking jokes like during during the funerals and then like my uncles would be like that too like you know we'd be we, we'd be we'd be cracking jokes, uh, we'd be we'd be laughing, um, but I don't know maybe it's just me maybe it's because just I prefer. I prefer it. I don't think I don't think I would break down if I did talk to anyone unless it was something I mean speaking from like past experience. Um yeah, I don't think I I think I'd break uh down with anyone. I just I don't know. I I maybe I want to maybe I feel like I want to process it first. I I want to like think through and everything that I feel before i speak to someone about it if that makes sense you know i, I yeah, get that, that makes there are a lot of sense yeah i get that there are people who like you know how sometimes i i i guess i feel this way sometimes there are there are some things where you have to talk about it with someone to try and make sense of it right like as you talk about it and as you have someone like looking from an outside perspective then they'll get um they'll offer like stuff they'll see things that you haven't seen right and then you yeah. start making mm -hmm. sense of it um i don't know for me uh for me i think that rarely happens for me and sometimes i want to yeah i just want to process it by my uh by myself first and then i go and talk with other people although when i do talk with other people then that's when they also they there's still outside perspective that i didn't see which is why it's still good to talk about it with other people. I just don't want, I just don't talk about it while I'm going through it. If it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But then again, I don't, it, it doesn't take that long either. So mm -hmm. how about I'm you? I'm wondering Deacon? if that's just like a, like a guy thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I might be um, ignorant of me to say it's a guy thing where they don't like. No, 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 no. no. I don't think like, or transparent with their grief. Hey, but, like, yeah, like, like I said, there are some things here that we will say out of out of ignorance, and um, you know, forgive mm -hmm. us for that. That's fine. We're all learning. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe it is because a lot of um, I guess a lot of guys don't want to show emotion. I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm like that though. I think I'm. I think I'm okay. I mean, I I, I will cry. Uh, I've cried at, at at funerals. People see, uh, especially when my grandmother died. Like during that um um during that time when I did serve and all that. Yeah, I was I was leading. I was uh, yeah. But there was something off about me, um, mm -hmm. because I was I was I was grieving, and mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. That's uh um, I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm afraid to show uh emotion but i don't know maybe there's yeah maybe there is something about like 
wanting to um, think through it first before mm-hmm. you go and um, and say to other um, talk about it to other people. I think I'm yeah. I think I'm pretty open with other people. At least the people I choose mm-hmm. to be open with. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a licensed psychological professional. <laughs> no either. But um, nope. yeah, I guess for me, I am trans pretty transparent but like you i i do prefer to process it on my own not because like i'm afraid of showing emotion but because like when you're with other people i feel like i take a lot of their energy too and i I can't really focus on mine and like there's sort of this need to be like polite like to like to to be present for them while they're beside me in a way so I feel like I can't really process or go through my own emotions when I'm properly when I'm with another person. Mm. So that's why I like to process it by myself. But because um, like yeah, every time like a pet dies or something in my family, like my mom and I cry about it when you know funeral or whatever. But then like I sort of. not retreat into myself but like i get a hold of my emotions quicker and then i just Mm. process everything in private but i think that's also to do with my personality where i internalize and try to intellectualize a lot of what i'm feeling yeah which according to therapy is also a coping mechanism to intellectualize (laughs) your feelings instead of feeling them right it's like oh the reason why i feel this is because you know uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah. and your therapist is just like, actually, you're still avoiding your feelings by doing right. that. I'm like, wow, <laughs> and, thanks. And um, all your therapist <laughs> is saying is, you're still running away. You gotta yeah, feel. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Never. yeah, I think I like processing just because I, I I'm the kind of person where I need to understand first, mm-hmm. like you. Hmm. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I'll cry in front of people. I don't like it. But if the situation calls for it, I was. I, I mean, will. I mean, I was gonna say <laughs> that I. I think. I think you have, because we've been. Uh, I've been with you. I mean, this was. I wouldn't say that this was grief, or like mm-hmm. as deep as the grief that you. Uh, you suffered with uh, Riley, but I. I was with you through difficult times, and then you know, you've talked through it with me, and I was there. Yeah. I was there with you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that I think it's good to have someone who you know that you can trust and that you know who'll be there for you to um, to to listen to you. Like I know, yeah, for me that's you, and hopefully for you that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just like um, I think we mentioned this before. Like, there's an open invitation to like emotionally dump. Even yeah. though that's such a that's such a uh, that that brings a really really wrong image, but um just just that you could spill right when you're going through yeah. something you could you could uh, you could op- uh, you could spill Bench, you know that person of. yeah you know that person is gonna be there for you but also there's also the the wisdom I think or like just the being smart about it of knowing when you know you gotta let the person have some space. You know, have some space yeah. to grieve, have some space to be in their feels for a bit mm-hmm. because I think we all deserve that. Yeah, yeah we all need that. We all need that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is a perfect seg actually to my next question, which is: sure. Is there someone you can count on to help you with your grief? Yeah, which you kind of already answered, but beyond me, exactly. who else in your life do you feel, you know, you can be vulnerable and emotional with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, um, we have the youth group here called the Blaze, and we have like what we call like the core team of. Um, the core team of leaders there and those people are the people who I know um, will not sabotage me <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no 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 they're just, they're, they're just really uh, they're really 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 close um, uh, really really close friends so those are the people I can like be completely open to and um, yeah uh, they, they, they've seen me in my darkest times they've seen me in you know my good times so they really know who i am and along with along with dg i trust them to i trust them to be able to also know uh when i need to be called out and all that uh, i i think that's what good friends do anyway so yeah uh dg and those uh those guys i can be no question i can be vulnerable with them easy yeah DG, um, yeah, you? for me, it's like, you know, you or like Phil. Not really like, I mean, I guess my mom in a way, but not as much because my mom's like a very. Sometimes she's either very emotional or she's too like hard where she just wants you to get over the grief. There's no there's no middle ground. There's no middle yeah. ground. She's either like, deal with it or oh, my gosh, what my baby girl. <laughs> Yeah, and like, because my mom is that typical, like, single mom where she's like, you're strong, you can get through this, you know? That's sort right. of, like, no ba no baby attitude. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I love her for it, but I sometimes, I really just want more nurturing. I want to be a little coddled <laughs> when I'm sad. <laughs> my dog just died. I really don't need this right now. <laughs> like, it's nice sometimes, and then other, because, like, you really need that sort of push to be like, okay, get out of the slump. But right. other times I'm like, I'm, I'm sensitive right now. Just hold me. Tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> hold me, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, you, Phil, occasionally my mom. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm fine crying in front of my brother. But he also has that sort of thing where it's like, you know what? It's life. You got to get over it. You I know, think we have. Just, I think family members are like that, right? Yeah, like family, any family members family tend member. to do that, where they're like, "Be strong, get over it." Right. They're not really gonna coddle you. Where I feel like if I talk to you and Phil, you guys would be a little bit nicer to me about it. You're like, it's okay. <laughs> they're there. They're there. Let, let, like, like you guys that. know when I'm like really sad, then you have to be sort of sensitive right. around me because when I'm sad, I hardly let myself get sad. But so you kind of know, like when I'm sad, it's like, yeah, yeah. you gotta give her. You gotta give her a pat on the back. She's, she's that, going through it right now. That gif of Alec Baldwin with the what is it with the long broom? With the broom, yeah. With Tina Fey on there, the toilet. Like, there, there. Yeah. Exactly. So those are like about my four people. Eh, mostly two. Occasionally my mom, maybe my brother, depending, but hardly ever. Occasional asterisk. There's an asterisk. asterisk. <laughs> um but always my dogs my pets i'm very vulnerable around them i think that's why i was so attached to like riley's loss because i've cried right. so many times that like things i don't want to say to my friends or my family like i'll tell that dog and that dog knows everything 
<laughs> sometimes I have like an emotion or feeling I feel like is really stupid or petty and unwarranted. Right. I just tell my dog because I know my dog's not going to tell anybody. Um, like you, you know thought, what? I got you. you thought. <laughs> thought. Yeah, well, I think if, Riley took most things to her grave. If that dog <laughs> could speak, if only yeah. that dog could speak. She'd be like, she really didn't like her ex-boyfriend. He was very nice to her. <laughs> she was having a lot of struggles with that one. <laughs> anyway, that was unnecessary. So sorry for that. Shade. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad we got that out there. I'm glad we got that um, out there. Last uh, can I just say, like, uh, uh, Emily? Emily's probably gonna listen to this, so that's for you, Emily. Uh, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, please. Sorry. Yeah, last question, which I feel like I know what you're going to say with this, but I want to see if you come up with something different. Sure. Which is what knowledge or thing that you know mm. of has helped you get through tough grieving periods in your life? Hmm. Well, I guess the thing that you know what I'm going to say is God. And that is true. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. There's another oh. thing other than God. Oh really? Oh right. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. I just did some a symbol on chat that I think Eric. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That uh, that's a good thing. Okay, so um okay, so the first thing for me, I think it I, I, I mean as a as a Christian, loss for me really is just is not the end that because so that 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 takes me through knowing that um, there is uh, there is eternity, and that our life here is really just meant to be short. So, um, um, yeah, no, uh, knowing that for me, that's why also uh, that's why also uh, I'm thankful. That that's why my response is also to be grateful. Is because I know that um, our life, uh, our time here is limited, and I know that uh, this is not ultimately my home. So whenever someone passes and whenever someone dies, I'm I'm thankful that oh, uh, Lord, how how blessed am I to be to have that to have had that person in my life while they were around while they were alive? Like you blessed me with that person, uh, that they would be here. So that's uh, that's one thing. Um and uh yeah, what DG was uh, symbolizing, which um I I I told this to her when she was going through her tough time. And it actually also helped me a lot is that um, pain, uh, there's, uh, what was that? Uh, there's, a, there's an illustration. I forgot, I forgot where I saw this. But there was an illustration that said that um, pain is like this big ball that's trapped in a box. A lot of times we think pain is something that goes, you know, that fades away, something like that. But pain is like this big ball in a box or like a, yeah, a big ball in a box. And then on the side of the box is a button. And every time that button is hit, you know, um, we feel pain. And when we're grieving, um, that ball is huge. And that button gets pressed a lot. Whenever the box moves, you know, the button gets pressed. And then so you feel pain a lot. But what happens over time is the ball gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And as the ball starts getting smaller, the button gets uh, uh, pressed occasionally, 
but fewer and fewer times as it gets smaller and smaller. So there are times when you're going to get hit by pain, you're going to miss that person, or you're going to miss your pet, and you're going to be down in the dumps maybe, or you're going to be in your fields for a bit. But then it gets lesser and lesser and lesser until that pain doesn't really go away. It just gets smaller and smaller, and it gets manageable, and it doesn't really hit that button anymore. Um, not that much, not too often. But it's still going to be there. And um, yeah, but then you know how uh, you learn how to handle it. And when I learned that, I'm like, yeah, that, that is true. Um, yeah, we just, we, we go through it. We, we do move on. But moving on doesn't necessarily mean that we've left those people. Um, we've left those people behind, right? Um, we still remember them. You know, it's cliche to say that we carry them in our hearts and all that. But that is, that is somewhat true. Um, you know, it's not like we've forgotten about them completely. They're still there. Um, and Dave, and if it's someone like, like, you know, like how DJ was talking about Riley and how really how Riley affected her, then you know that they made such an impact on your life that they really changed how you live your life. So in a, in a way, once again, cliche and cheesy, they're living through you in a way because they've impacted you. Um, they've impacted you a lot. Um, yeah, very well said. Uh, e. Yeah. And yeah, the knowledge, the thing Eric told me about the button and the ball that helps too. helps me along with, uh, sorry, I got really distracted with the dog, but yeah, the thing Eric shared about yes. the button and the ball in the box, um, really helped me through tough times. And just the idea that, you know, you've been through hard things before and you survived that. So you can, you're probably going to get through this. Like it sucks yeah. now, but feelings are feelings and feelings will pass, which is something I used to tell myself as well. That's true. And it's okay to be sad too. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like grief is the grief you feel sort of equal the amount of love you felt for your good old dog. Pet. Oh, what is gr what is grief but love persevering yeah what is grief but love with nowhere to go that's why you're grieving so much because you've no thank idea you. where to put all that love thank you wandavision uh, <laughs> thank you wandavision for so that line. cheesy <laughs> uh, dude wandavision so beautifully made you really feel <laughs> Did we really, really go from <laughs> grief to WandaVision? I mean, I, I think it's not much of a segue because it is about grief. WandaVision was about grief and all that. Yeah. The, the whole show... Lizzie Olsen and all her projects about grief. Right? Have you seen Sorry for Your Loss? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. No. Dude, you gotta watch it. It's, it's insane. Well then, it, well, then it just goes to show that she's the master of grief. So, so it was yeah, perfect that she... Yeah, under lock and key. That, that whole show was... Was built on on Wanda's grief. Like that whole world was built on Wanda's grief. It was. What are we talking about? Her grief is so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine Spoiler if we alert. could imagine if we could do that. You know. No, but then I think okay. Well, jumping off on that and going back to mm. something that DG said, I really like. I really like what you said about how yeah you're work um you're doing stuff you're do you're being productive but then you're also giving yourself space to grieve. And it's not mm -hmm. suppressing grief. It's not distract. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. 
It's not distracting yourself from being sad. It's allowing yourself to be sad, but also continuing on. And I think, yeah. you know, we talk about what we, we talk about WandaVision, right? Wanda was really, you know, in, encapsulated by her grief and because she's, you know, all powerful and it's comics and it's the MCU. You know, she's able to build mm-hmm. like this whole make-believe. But really, when ha- when haven't we done that, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. it would it would be so much more comforting to live in a make-believe world of our own or to just shut ourselves off, you know. Um, in one mm-hmm. corner and just think of you know dwell on the happy memories or what could have been and all that and really yeah. just suppress all the stuff that we have to deal with um, instead yeah. of going um, instead of dealing with grief and uh, yeah what DJ said about uh, feelings will pass yeah I mean that doesn't take away that the feeling is sucky yeah it's that's terrible great, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's a great go. word Right, that's a great word. I call myself a writer, and I say it's sucky. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean the feeling is terrible. It doesn't mean. Um, it doesn't mean it's not gonna hurt. But mm-hmm. you are gonna go through it. You're gonna get through it. You have, but you you have yeah. to allow yourself. You ha- we have to allow ourselves to, to, feel and get through it. Because if we don't, yeah. then you know. Uh yeah, we're just gonna be uh stuck in it forever. I think it's I think at times it'll feel like you're crawling through mud, and you're really just trying mm-hmm. to get to the other side. But you're eventually gonna get to the other side. That ball is eventually gonna be smaller. I was trying to. <laughs> I was thinking of like this dumb metaphor about <laughs> dealing with. <laughs> stupid i'm not gonna say it say it say it no 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 say it no 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 say it say the metaphor it's so dumb i don't even think it makes sense yes yes it's like you know that exercise machine that kind of vibrates back and forth like you put your feet on it and yeah so so dealing with grief is kind of like going on the exercise machine that makes your feet go back and forth like the Uh longer you fight it the more difficult it is to stabilize. But when you let yourself get used to the motions, you know, you, it, it becomes something you can live with. I don't think that's on. a dumb metaphor. I think that was good. I feel like it's kind of dumb. That wasn't dumb. That makes sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah the, more, the more you deny, the more you deny what you... I, I mean, it's not just grief, right? The more you deny what you feel. Yeah, any um, emotion, really. Yeah, you're I mean, I'm not saying that you act on your emotions like, you know, every yeah. time. Like for example, mm-hmm. I, like I, that's why I I am I'm, I'm going to keep repeating this, but that's why I love what DG said about hey, I'm about I'm the exercise be- machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I yeah, I love that too. No, no, but 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 I but I really like what you said about I'm going to be productive, but I'm also going to be grieving, you know? That doesn't mean I'm not grieving. That doesn't mean I'm not um uh, I'm not sad. It just means that I'm I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna um I'm gonna uh move on with my life, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad because there are times when we we like to be yeah uh the, we are I think entitled to be in our feels, but then mm-hmm. um when we start being in our feels and we just reject the entire world, you know, we just reject everything else and when start denying it. Not yeah. Good. No, no, no. When you just start, yeah, and when you just start denying that there's a there, there are people around you, there um life is going on around you, 
and what mm-hmm. happens is the grief cripples you then um yeah then that's yeah don't be wanda <laughs> don't be wanda you're not gonna get a disney plus show man <laughs> Or an Emmy nomination, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or or a Grammy nomination because the uh, Agatha uh, Agatha all along just got Grammy nominated. Oh really? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean I I'm not surprised. It's a bop. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of Older but Not Smarter. We hope um, that it has helped you. I don't know. I honestly don't know if any if if any that we anything we say helps other people, but I don't think we said anything particularly insightful. You can use the exercise <laughs> exactly. machine metaphor and see if yes. that makes someone yes. laugh. Hashtag so exercise machine, as opposed to like anything profound. Please, please <laughs> use that metaphor on a on a psychological journal that's going to be published sometime. Please, please, I beg you. I beg you, and please cite DG. Cite this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyways, thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, reminder that, hey, we're, we're down to like the last two episodes, I think. Are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just the last so. episode. It's the last episode yeah, because next, week is, next week is December 3. Oh, darn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. last episode. So next, next week. week Next week is the last episode, and we're going to be taking a well-deserved Christmas break, mm-hmm. I think. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, uh, joining us, as always. Uh, thank you for the people who uh, regularly listen. Chloe, Emily, you guys know who you are. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, see you again next week for the last uh, BG. Say bye. Bye.